Good evening, uh, brothers and sisters. Welcome back to this online service. We are dealing with, with a very important topic that God demands of us that we are to love Him with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. But we're focusing on loving God with all of our mind, meaning we love God by giving ourselves to understand His Word, to understand His uh, nature, His being. Uh, so when we understand God, we are able to please Him because we know what He wants us to do. And we are able to enter into His promises, the inheritance that He has for us. And also the other thing that we mentioned is we are able to know the season, the hour of God that God wants us to do at that particular time. So this is how important it is to, to love God with all of our understanding. Otherwise, we are like an animal that is stubborn, that is hardened, that is not able to, to receive what God has for us. So this evening, we want to continue uh, by saying that when we truly understand God, our perspective about many, many things will change. Because right at this moment, we look at things from our earthly experience, from our natural training and understanding, uh, unless our mind has been renewed. Otherwise, we will look at things which is uh, totally different to what, how God will look at things, even uh, in a religious aspect, uh, which we will uh, discover in just a moment. So, uh, let's look into the book of Matthew, chapter 12, verse 1. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry and began to pick some heads of grain and eat them. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath. And let's jump down to verse 7. If you had known what these words mean, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the innocent, for the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. So the Pharisees, they study the law, they uh, know what the law says. And uh, we, we, and because they, they knew the law, so they are so sure of what uh, they think is written in the law. So the law has said, which rightly so, that uh, uh, we are to keep the Sabbath. And uh, because of this, when the disciples of Jesus begin to pick those uh, uh, 
grain and to eat because they were hungry the, on, the, on the Sabbath day. So the Pharisee uh, begins to question Jesus. Why, you know, if you are from God, you should know better. You know, this is forbidden on the Sabbath day. See, what we fail to realize is that God sees everything. God is the Lord of the Sabbath. He is the one who set the, the rules, the laws. And He knows the needs of men. He knows the hearts of men. The purpose of the Lord is to do good to us so that we have rest, so that we can draw near to God and uh, not be caught up in the world like many people are doing even though they believe in God but you know God is God is just a side issue in their life uh, a God of convenience um, but so there is this law that we are to keep the Sabbath and it is also for our mental health physical health uh, to be able to rejuvenate to, to rest and to, to get refreshed and renewed so that we can run uh, a long race rather than uh, get into uh, some physical uh, problems because of uh, overwork. And uh, so the, the Pharisee, they, they were sure this is what the law says, you know, we are to keep the Sabbath, to keep it holy, and we are not to work. But Jesus turned around and said to uh, the Pharisees, yeah, you know the word. You know God is uh, merciful. God uh, desires mercy, not sacrifice. They know the, the verse from the Old Testament, but you don't understand what it means. If you have understood, you would not have condemned the, the innocent. So many times it's not that we do not know the word. We do know the word. But we do not know what it means. We do not understand it. We do not uh, look at things from God's heart, God's, God's desire, God's desire, mercy not sacrifice. So because we do not understand God, we do not know the meaning of the word, we do not understand how to apply the word into different situations at different times. So we look at it in a, from a legalistic point of view, you know, whether it's right, wrong, rather than seeing things from the heart of God, the heart of mercy and compassion and, and knowing that the Lord is meant to do us good, is to protect us, is to bless us. And uh, when we keep them, so when we look at it, look at it in, in this perspective, we will not uh, judge the innocent. You see, the Pharisees, their intention is good. A lot of people, they have good intention, but they are so ignorant to the word, to the ways of God. They mean well. But at the end, you know, what they do 
is not acceptable. What they do has bring about damages. So the Pharisees' intention is good. They want to keep the commandments of God. They want to obey God. They want to follow God, you know, with all their hearts, with all their soul, with all their mind. This is what they intend to do. But they did not understand the meaning of the words and therefore they, they mis misjudge people. Look at uh, Romans 10, verse 2 and 3. For I can testify about them that they are jealous for God, but their zeal is not based on knowledge since they did not know the righteousness of God and sought to establish their own. They did not submit to God's righteousness. So you see, there are people who are jealous. Their intention is good. But ignorant. Do not understand the word of God. And so they, they, it ends up that they are working against God. They are not submitting to God's rules and, and, and God's word uh, because when you do not know or understand God, then you do things your way, what you think is right, which is against God, uh, what God intended. And the sort of damage is, is very, it can be very devastating when we do not understand God. Some people, they say things, they don't know how damaging, even if it's just something not necessarily what they have done, they, the words they, that they speak, the kind of judgmental uh, tone and voice and opinion that they express can be so damaging. You know, the Apostle Paul, he was jealous at one, uh, 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 you know, before he come to know Jesus, jealous to keep the law, but yet... What has he done? In 1 Timothy 1.13, he said, Even though I was once a blasphemer, a persecutor, and a violent man, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. So he acknowledged that he was ignorant. You know, he was so jealous. He, he go all out to want to serve God. But he ends up blaspheming, persecuting, uh, and, and killing followers of Jesus. So can you see, when we act in ignorance, we can bring about so much damage. A lot of people, because of their ignorance, they divide the church. In their heart, they may think that they mean well. In their heart, they may think that they are serving the Lord, but they bring about such uh, destructiveness to the kingdom of God without, without knowing it at all. So uh, we do not want to condemn the innocent because of our ignorant misunderstanding of what the Word of God means. God desires mercy rather than sacrifice. So can you see the heart of God? When He He's the lawgiver, He gave us a law, but at the back of it, He, he, he knows the weaknesses of man. He knows men will fail. They are not able to keep that law. 
So in his heart, there is mercy. The Lord is to protect men. The Lord is to bring about blessing when we follow them. It is not to condemn. Even though at the end of the, 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 the age, he will do that because of man's refusals to obey his word, to obey his law. But in the meantime, the law is given to protect us, to bless us, to help us to, to know God's ways and God's desire. So when we truly understand God and understand the purpose of the law and we, we understand God uh, sees the whole picture, the unseen things that we, we do not know about, we will not be self-righteous. We will not be so sure you know, speaking in that boastful, arrogant, uh, judgmental attitude like some people do because they are so sure. No, we will not be so sure because based on our understanding, that's how we see things. And we have to allow God to have the ultimate say and, and open our hearts to what He has to say. Okay, so we need the, to understand the laws of God, the Word of God, and, uh, so that we can see things from His perspective rather than to uh, condemn the innocent because of our uh, ignorance, our misinterpretation of the Scripture. Secondly, the law must be written in our heart, not in tablets of stone, in our heart. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6. He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. So, we are minister of the new covenant of the Spirit, right? And uh, so in the new covenant, God said, I will put my law into your heart, not write it on the tablets of stone. So, for some ignorant people, the word is neither in their heart nor even in their mind. They are just believers who don't understand the scripture, who don't read the scripture, who read the scripture and don't understand what it says and think they know and just functioning according to their earthly training, human wisdom. But the law has to be written in our hearts, because we are minister of the Spirit. The Spirit of God writes it into our hearts. In Romans 2, verse 15, when the law is written in our hearts, they show that the requirements of the law are written on their heart. Their conscience also bear witness, and their thoughts sometimes accusing them, at other times even defending them. 
So when the law is written in our hearts, we need to listen to the voice of our hearts. Because there are times, you know, our conscience, our heart will defend us. There are times it will uh, 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 accuse us. That means in order for us to come to an understanding of what is right, what is wrong in this particular incident, when we allow our heart to speak to us because the Lord is written there. So when, when what we are thinking is in line with what God is saying in our hearts, then our hearts will confirm, will defend us. But when what we are thinking is different to what God's law that is written in our hearts, there will be an argument. There will be an argument that's going on inside to tell us that, hey, that's not right. What you think may sound logical, reasonable, but that's not right. Because your hearts with the law written inside know better. So the hearts will argue with your mind. So it's important that we listen to what God is saying in our spirit, in our hearts, when we are deciding on things. In life, there are so many situations. You know, it's hard to tell what is right, what is wrong. Unless you have the word written inside, unless you listen to the spirit, of the living God that is inside. With the word that is written inside, we will be able to, to discern what is right and what is wrong. And uh, so don't be too quick to judge. Some people, huh, before you finish a sentence, they already judge the situation. Before they understand truly what's going on, they already utter the judgment because they function not from their heart. You know, it's black and white, what they see things. Some people see things as black and white, right and wrong. So the law says this, this you know, you come against it, it's wrong. So the law, you know, the, the Sabbath, you're not to work well. When you pick things and, and, and eat, you are working, so it's, it's, it's wrong. So you see, they don't allow... God's heart, God's word that is written in our heart to speak to them and they judge the innocent. But we struggle, right? Defense ourselves, our, our conscience, the law that's written in our hearts defends us or, or, or argue against us. So there is that struggle until we finally uh, understand what God wants from that particular situation. So we need to have a full understanding of God's heart when we uh, look at things, when we uh, judge things. Interpret from God's perspective. Look again at uh, another verse, Romans 12, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, 
in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing and perfect will. Let me just connect some verse, uh, words here from this verse and read it to you again. In view of God's mercy, you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing and perfect will. So when we look at things from God's perspective, God's mercy, then we'll be able to rightly discern what is the good and perfect will. Not just good, good and perfect will. Remember, the good is the enemy of the best. The best is the perfect will. So sometimes we think this is good, but it is not the good, pleasing and perfect will of God. Uh, and we, he says when you look at things from the mercy of God, then you're able to discern, approve what is good, what is, uh, what is pleasing, what is the best, the perfect will of God. So, uh, so when we, re in view of God's mercy, what do we do? You say you offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. I don't want to, well, I want to apply this part of the verse to circumstances, situation that we are confronted with. How do we come to discern, approve the good, pleasing, perfect will of God? We must look at it from God's perspective. We must present ourselves as a living sacrifice, as worship unto the Lord. So when we look at the situation, we don't look at things from our personal benefit. We look at it from the view of worship unto the Lord. What does the Lord want? We look at it from the view of, I'm prepared to sacrifice. It's not my benefit. I'm willing to give up, give up my personal benefit, present myself as a living sacrifice. You see, people who cannot discern the good, pleasing, perfect will of God are people who look at it from their personal perspective, how it's going to affect them, how it's going to affect their children, their family. They don't look at it from God's perspective as worship unto the Lord God. Here am I. What do you want me to do? Here am I. I present myself as a living sacrifice. I surrender. And so when we have that kind of attitude, then we are able to hear from the Spirit, hear from our heart, 
what is written, the, the laws of God that's written in our heart. Because the spirit wars against the flesh. When the flesh one is on way, look at his own benefit or the benefit of his children and family. We cannot hear what the spirit is saying because they are against one another. Yes, there will be that struggle initially. But when we present ourselves as a living sacrifice, we just yield to the will of God. We just yield. We're able to hear the mind of God. We're yield to the, to the will of God. Initially, there could be that struggle. So that's why the law has to be written in our hearts. We've got to listen to the voice of our hearts, not human emotion, but the heart with the word of God written inside. It is the Spirit of God inside. So when we do that, we, we will, after the struggle, judging us, uh, defending us, you know, after the struggle, we will be able to test. We will be able to approve what is the good, pleasing, perfect will of God. Can you see? There is a testing Testing. The, the struggle that we have to go through. You see, Martha was doing a good thing, but it wasn't the per pleasing, perfect will of God. Mary was doing the good thing, but it is the pleasing, perfect will of God. So Jesus said it's not going to be taken away from her. So many times we may be doing the good things, what we think is a good thing, but it comes against the perfect thing. Remember? Martha is saying, hey, get Mary to help me. The good thing is against the perfect thing that God wants. And God said it will not be taken away from Mary because that's a perfect thing. So this will help us to really be humble before God. As a living sacrifice, surrender, worship unto the Lord and not be so quick and react in our human emotion, not the sanctified emotion, human emotion reacting in the flesh that goes according to the ways of this world. That's why the word says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. Right? How humanly you are, you are dealing with problems. Some people say, you know, this is my children. I have to follow them. I have to, you know. Well, is that what it is? Is that what it is? It's not Jesus. It's your children. You know, we, 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 we really got to love God with all our heart and or our soul and all of our understanding. Understanding. Otherwise, we can be fighting against God, doing things against God without knowing. You know, in our environment, when we started a stateless a school for the stateless kids, how people begin to judge and begin to criticize, I'm talking about Christians. 
you know, these people, they, are, they, they, they shouldn't be here. How can the church go against the law and, and, and have a school for them? You see, we are looking at things from human wisdom, human perspective, rather than from the mercy, the heart of God, to see that these are God's creatures. And we do not judge why they end up here for many, many other reasons that's beyond us. But what we can do is to show the grace and the mercy of God and minister to them. That's what the law is for. The law is to bless us, is to help us to do good, is to protect us. And finally, we interpret the law from the perspective of the greatest commandment, to love God with all our hearts and to love men. We have said it and uh, let's read uh, the Bible. The law is written for the good of men to save life. Mark 2, 27. Then he said, Jesus said to them, the Sabbath was made for men, not men for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for men. It's meant to the law. The Sabbath is meant to help men. It's meant to bless men. It's meant to, you know, uh, uh, protect them. Not a curse, not a bondage. That's the intention of the law. It's how we interpret the law that brings about the damage. But in God's heart and mercy, we've got to understand the spirit of the law. Verse, Mark 3, verse 4. Then Jesus asked them, which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they remained silent, you see? Jesus, the lawgiver, he knows the spirit of the law. The Sabbath was, was created to, to save life, to do good, to bless us. That's, that's the purpose of the law. And uh, Jesus deliberately brought up an incident that apparently there's no controversy. You know, what is done is not right. Okay, so this is, this is Jesus' way of helping us to break through in our, this worldly pattern, this urban mindset, so that we can truly understand the heart and the mercy of God and, and, and what the law is meant to do for us. Look at Mark 2, verse 25 to 28. Jesus answered, Have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need? In the days of Abathah, the high priest, he entered the house of God and ate the consecrated bread, which is lawful only for priests to eat. And he also gave some to his companions. So can you see Jesus knowing that this is 
controversy about the Sabbath, you know, about the law, to obey the law and, and, and breaking the law. So Jesus brought out an incident that is beyond a shadow of doubt that cannot be done. David and his men running away from, from uh, King Saul and pursuing people. And because they, 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 they have to dash for their life, you know, they, they did not bring anything. Uh, they could not bring anything, any food with them on that journey. And when they passed by this, this uh, uh, synagogue or, or, or temple, they, they go inside. And there was a bread that is the consecrated bread that only the priest can eat. So there is no controversy about what is right, what is wrong. But yet, David ate that bread and gave it to his companion. None of them were killed. And Jesus is showing them. You see? It seems that David and his men, they broke the rules. They broke the law that is given. But God is merciful. God is uh, compassionate. And that's why uh, none of these, these men were killed and, and destroyed. So, so I hope we will understand and, and be able to look at life, look at difficult situations in life, not with the letter, because the letter kills, right? But look at it in the spirit, with the heart of God, with the word written in our hearts, knowing that the Lord is given to save life, to do good, to bless us, to protect us. This is the spirit of the law. And when we interpret the law in this manner, it will bring about life. It will bring salvation, in this case, in the life of David and his men. It will bring about the, the will of God in, in, in a situation. So I hope we understand the importance of understanding God, understanding God's law, God's word. Not just knowing. Pharisees knew, but they did not understand. They judged the innocent. So that we will make, we're able to rightly discern what is the good, pleasing, perfect will of God. Remember, the good is not good enough when it fights against what is the best. So let's keep this spirit, the spirit of the Lord in our hearts so that in every situation, we allow this, our hearts to speak to us, our spirit to speak to us. There will be that, that tack of war until finally, after testing them, we're able to rightly discern what is good pleasing, perfect will of God. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you that your words is clear when we read it with the spirit of mercy and compassion, when we read it with the help of your Holy Spirit, we're able to rightly discern what is your good, pleasing, perfect will so that we will not condemn the innocent, so that we will make righteous decision, right judgment 
in every situation that brings about life, that brings about restoration, healing, salvation, that brings glory and honor to your name. Help us to be people who, with understanding, not ignorant, help us to really pursue in our understanding of you so that we may glorify your name. We thank you, we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Okay, the Lord bless you. We'll see you again next week.